0: Man, we're going to be talking from the subject, uh, how to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Man, can you repeat that with me? How to make the rest of your life the best of your life. I don't know, I've been, I don't know if it's because I had a birthday last month. And uh, I'm starting to get into some of those numbers that, uh, you know, certain numbers they, you know, well, when you start getting mail from uh, Social Security and uh, Medicare saying, uh, you know, we just want you to know this so you can get ready for what's coming it begins to make you uh, take inventory yeah. and take stock and kind of ask some questions about uh, where am I in life? Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that I know is age is just a number. Yeah, that's right. But it's not a guarantee. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we live in a time when we see uh, uh, young and old, uh, going into eternity. But uh, one of the things that I found is I've gotten older. Uh, I value time. I value my time. And I try to value other people's time uh, because I recognize that uh, you only have so much time. And uh, so that subject that we want to talk about, how to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Yes. Uh, I believe that there are better days that are coming Amen. Amen. Yeah. for Amen. the people of God. Yeah. And uh, I believe that there is a word from God uh, that will help us make the rest of our life the best of our life. You know, There's an old saying that says you are never too old to learn. Mm-hmm. And I believe that we're going to be talking about a lesson uh, that uh, not only for those that are old, but it's a lesson that for those of you that are younger, uh, that if you would get it, uh, it would help you as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm thinking about uh, the Psalms, the 90th vision, the 12th verse, Psalms 90 and 12. It says there, so teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Amen. Teach us to number our days. And like I said, when the number starts getting bigger and bigger, you begin to wonder, well, how big can it get? (laughs) But this is a message to, you know, whether you're old or young, whether you're 6 or 60, whether you're wealthy or poor, uh, I believe that there are some keys in the Word of God that will help make the rest of my life the best of my life. Now, suppose, and... This is just uh, supposing. But suppose you were getting ready to start your life over. Th- just suppose you could hit the reset button. And, 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 and i thought about this, or if you had a time machine. And you could get into a time machine and go back and meet yourself in the past. Uh, I wonder what that conversation would look like. I wonder what would some of the things you would tell yourself. Don't, do it. don't go this way. Left turn. Left right. Left turn. Amen. Don't 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 get involved right. with that. Yes. Right. Right. Or them. Amen. Uh, you, you know, uh, there's some things that if I had the opportunity to To hit the reset button and go back and change some things. uh, I certainly would be tempted to do it. Not only tempted to do it, I'd be, you know, there's some things i tell the young me. uh, But then the other thing that I happen to think about is that the person that I am today, is a result of some of the things that I've been through in the past. But if we were starting life over again, and uh, if you could go to the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, ask Him, Lord, what change would I need to make? What change should I make in my life uh, to help me make the rest of my life the best of my life? I believe I know what Jesus was saying. And that's what we're going to be studying today. Amen. We're going to be looking at one verse in the book of Matthew. Matthew 6 and 33. And in Matthew 6 and 33 it says that, But seek first. The kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Now, that might sound simple in those three words or uh, in in that short statement. That might seem simple. uh, But what Jesus is saying is first things first. First things first. And uh, when we... Talk about first things first. Amen. I believe that if we would follow the instruction of Jesus, it would would literally transform our lives. Amen. So we're talking about how to make the rest of your life the best of your life. And to start out, number one, we need to set proper priorities. Man, that's how we've gotten off track in the past. By not having uh, or following proper priorities. You see, everything rises and falls on what our priorities are. If your priorities are not in order, your life is going to be out of order. If your priorities are not right, you're going to not be right. And uh, when I think about it, uh, the Word of God tells us, Jesus says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. The word that uh, talks about uh, uh, the word that talks about seeking the kingdom, uh, the word itself means to actively pursue, it means to go after. And a lot of us, we, we, we know what it means. So when, when we really make up our mind, we're going to go after something. We, 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 we get busy. Jesus said we need to actively pursue. We need to go after it. And uh, in the Greek, it's in the present tense. It means not that you do it you know, once or twice, but it means continuously. Not when you feel like it, but it means, Amen, every day. Yeah. Amen. We need to be passionately seeking the kingdom of God. Yeah. Every day. Your life ought to seek first the kingdom of God every day. Yeah. And 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 I would venture to say if some of us would think about it this past week. Uh Many of my schedules have been crowded and everything we've been doing, and I don't believe kingdom has been first. Not every day. Uh, So, we need to seek Him. And uh, in order to seek Him and His kingdom, first thing, if we're going to seek the kingdom, we need to first seek the king, because you cannot have a kingdom without a king. So the first priority in our life is to seek the king of the kingdom, and 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 how we relate to God is going to affect every area of our life. How we how how we relate to God, how we. Uh, 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 how much we interact with Him, how much we have Him on our mind. It's going to affect the things we do throughout the day. Mm -hmm. We need to keep Him top of mind. And uh, so in seeking the kingdom, first we need to seek the King of the kingdom. And did you know that Christian life is more than just, you know, we use language sometimes and say, well, I've accepted Jesus. Uh, I've asked Jesus to come in my heart. I've accepted him. Uh, but it's more than just accepting him. Uh, when you seek him, uh, uh, is more than just accepting. The Lord is not just someone you passively accept. But he is to be someone that you actively seek. And I can tell you something about your relationship with God at this very moment without even knowing it. I can tell how much, amen, of God you have. You have, all, you, you have all of God that you want. In other words, he's not holding out. Amen. Uh, 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 he's not holding out on his people. We can have as much of God as we want. The thing that I found out about God is that God doesn't have favorites. I used to to sometimes look at other people and I'd be thinking, oh man, they got it made. Uh, uh, Man, look at everything that's working out and never have. Look at, you know, uh, and what have you. But uh, the Bible talks about God is not a respective person. God does not have favorites, amen, but what God does have is intimates, In other words, if you draw close to Him, James 4 and 8 says, Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your heart. You double-minded. Amen. We can have as much of God as we want if we're willing to draw near to Him. Say, if you draw near to Him, He'll draw near to you. One of the things that I find is that when, when we see the king of the kingdom, it's going to have an effect on our behavior. Oh, yes. Amen. Uh, 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 you got to come. Amen. Uh, and and, and I, don't want us, I don't want us to think that this is going to, I don't want you to think in terms of, oh, I can't get close to God. But, but one of the uh, realities of the closer you get to God, the more you'll wash your hands. The, 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 there's some stuff that, amen, you used to handle and think nothing of it. And, and all of a sudden, uh, you, you, the, the stuff you handle is going to change. Oh, yeah. Some stuff that you, amen, didn't, you know, wouldn't think much of it. Amen. After a while, you say, no, I I, I don't want to get involved in that. All right. All right. That's messy. All right. And I don't want to be a part of something that's messy. So he said, cleanse your hands. You said purify purify your heart. You double mind the closer you get to God, the more clarity that you'll begin to get in your mind and you won't be so uh, wishy-washy. Yeah. You know how the Bible talks about a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Not, don't, don't let that man think he'll receive anything from God. But we've got to draw near and he'll draw near to us. Uh, Jeremiah 29 and 13, it says, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. We're talking about how to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Amen. So uh, God's available if we'll avail ourselves of Him. Is that all right? Amen amen now it's not enough uh, it's not enough to see God just to see God uh, there are a lot of religious people that uh, give giving time on Sunday yeah. but what Jesus communicates there uh, in Matthew uh, 6 and 33. He didn't just say seek the Lord. It says you must seek him first. Mm -hmm. Seek first the kingdom of God. First things means putting the Father first. And and when we talk about putting God first, uh, one thing that I've learned about God is God knows how to count God knows how to count. Knows the difference between first and fifth. Sixth or seventh. Amen. You know, sometimes we think that we should get a participation a participation trophy. Amen. Because we participated. But uh, God is saying, seek me first. And when I think about that word first, you know, over in Hebrews 11 and 16, it talks about without faith. It is impossible to please Him. Yeah. Amen. Do you know what faith is? Uh, ultimately, amen, when we talk about faith, and you know, one definition is faith is a substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen by it, the elders obtain a good report. But you know what a, a, another definition you can use for first is? First, uh, faith rather, is putting the Father first. Faith. Putting the Father First. He wants uh, us to acknowledge Him in all our ways. And and, and, uh, not only are we to seek the King of the kingdom, but we're to seek the kingdom, amen, of God. And and, and it needs to become uh, uh, almost an obsession in our lives. And when we talk about the kingdom of God, we're talking about that word kingdom literally means... Uh, to rule or reign. A kingdom is a place where a king rules. To seek the kingdom of God is to seek the rule and reign of God over our lives. We 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 do a lot of living on our own terms. We make a lot of decisions. On our own terms. Yes. And maybe that might say something about some of the results that we get. From the decisions that we make. Oh, yes. But when we seek first the king and the kingdom. Uh, uh, we're talking about the rule and reign of God. Over our lives. Oh, yes. And. And. Uh, when, 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 when we see that begin to happen, when we begin to follow his instructions, uh, 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 do uh, his judgments and, 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 and what have you, whatever he says do, uh, it's interesting uh, the results that we're going to see happening in our lives. Uh, when we talk about a man truly seeking the king and his kingdom, Uh, First of all, we're talking about seeking for the glory of God. We want to live our life in such a way that it gives glory to God. Uh, Paul said over in Corinthians 10.31, he says, Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do. In other words, God needs to be top of mind. Uh, see, we'll have a service, and this service is going to be over with in a little bit, and we dismiss. Uh-huh. And, and, and for a lot of us, our God mindset, when the dismissal prayer is prayed, uh, we, we kind of set that back on the middle shelf and go back to business as usual. But what I'm here to tell you is that when Jesus says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, And his righteousness. And the rest will be added. Uh, If we want the rest of our life to be the best of our life, uh, we need to let God be top of mind. Is that all right? And we need to live our lives in such a way that it gives glory to the king. Amen. Not only are we seeking to give glory uh, to God, it also means seeking for the guidance of the king. If we want God to be glorified, we need instructions on how to do what pleases Him. I've already said it earlier, there's a way that seems right to a man, uh, but it's not right. Ends in destruction. Uh, uh, So, uh, when you seek God, we need to seek the the guidance of God so that uh, uh, the way we live is pleasing to Him. And, and one of the things is uh, that uh, when we seek the kingdom of God, people ought to be able to see the kingdom in us. Yeah. There ought to be a difference. That's yeah. Amen. There's a difference between light and darkness. Amen. ought to be a difference. And, and, and we're never going to make a difference in this world until the world sees a difference in us. There was a German philosopher by the name of, of Nietzsche. Uh, he was a German philosopher. He was a German philosopher, and he was the uh, philosophical founder of the Nazi movement in Germany. You all know about the Nazis and Hitler and all of that. Well, uh, he was the philosophical founder of the Nazi movement. And uh, one of the things that Nietzsche came up with, he was one of the first men in history to come to the conclusion that God was dead. That was Nietzsche who came up with that. And uh, he came to the conclusion that God is dead. And he came to it by looking at Christians and Christianity. And and this is what he said. He said, uh, do you know what he said about Christians? He said, if you want me to believe in your Redeemer, you are going to have to look a little more redeemed. If you want me to believe in your Redeemer, you're going to have to look more redeemed. You see, the real mark of a Christian is that he makes it easier for others to believe in God. Kind of, and, and, and I believe the criticism that Nietzsche had back in, and, and, and look at the damage. Look at the damage that was caused uh, by the Nazi regime. In, in Germany and the lives that were lost uh, based on the philosophy of a man who basically said uh, the Christians ain't showing me nothing. And so therefore I believe God is dead. And when people believe that there's no God you remember I, I, I told you earlier how you relate to God can affect your life? Yes. Amen. When, when there's no fear of God when there's no uh, uh, belief in God people will do anything. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Now, let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, His righteousness. Amen. Uh, Let's talk about a little bit about His righteousness. We talked about the fact that uh, God seeks to rule and reign over our entire life. Amen. Uh, His righteousness. Well, when we talk about his righteousness, uh, our acquaintance or closeness to God uh, is going to affect our life. Uh, Jesus said over in Matthew 5 and 6, "Blessed, uh, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. We're talking about the righteousness of God now. And uh, uh, you ought to desire to do the right thing. Amen. That's one of the things. The closer I get to God, the more I want to do right. Yes. Uh, and in order to do right, you know, right doesn't just happen automatically. You've got to strive for it. Amen. We ought to seek His righteousness. Yes. Amen. Uh, His righteousness. God's not interested in our self-righteousness. Amen. But he's interested in uh, our righteousness. Amen. Seek you first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And 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 when we seek His righteousness, Amen. Uh, number two, there I've got it on the screen. It talks about personal purity. Uh, we'll be better people, Amen. Because we've got God top of mind. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not our, you know, not our righteousness, not self righteousness, but His righteousness. Uh, in Philippians three and nine, uh, Paul talks about it like this. He says, "And being found in Him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through faith of Christ, the righteousness, Amen, uh, of God." And uh, so, uh, when we talk about seeking personal purity, amen, he says there, not having my own righteousness, but, amen, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Now, uh, the other thing about the closer we get to God and when we seek his righteousness, it means being in right standing with God. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, it talks about the fact. And how did we, how, how did we get that righteousness? Not by merit. Uh, you know, not, not not having the big head. Uh, but it talks about there in 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So so when we got Christ top of mind and we're seeking his kingdom, it affects us personally. And it's nothing that we brag about, amen, but amen. Our right standing, our righteousness is because he became sin for us. And 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 we don't make our light shine, we let our light shine. We need to display it. Amen. Personal purity already talked about this, but it, man, it bears saying it again. The real mark of a Christian is that he makes it easier for others to believe in God. Yes. For some of us, we're going to be the only Bible they read. Yes. Our lives are going to be the only testimony that they know. Yes. Amen. And so we don't want to make it harder. We want to make it easier. Amen. Uh, now, uh, as I begin to draw this to a close, we're talking about that one verse. Amen. How to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Yeah. And uh, we talked about seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Yeah. And, 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 and there's a promise that's after that. Amen. You know, uh, some of us, we need a little sugar in our coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Some of us, we need a little sweetener. Uh, to it, and and there's a promise, amen, at the end. uh, God didn't just say, seek him to seek him, amen, but Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and the rest will be added. There's a promise, and the promise is prosperity. Mm -hmm. Now, somebody say, wait wait, wait a minute, what do you mean by that? Well, notice uh in the scripture where he says, Seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Now, what are the things that the Lord is referring to? I believe He's talking about all those things that people worry about. Yes, yes. Verse 19 of that same chapter, which Amen, we are told that people worry about finances says, lay not up for yourselves treasure upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, yes. and where thieves break through and steal. Yes. In verse 25 of that same chapter, we're told that people worry about food. Yes. Therefore I say to you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink. Nor yet for your body, what you shall put on it, is not life more than meat and the body, than raiment, in verse 27 of that same chapter, amen, we told people worry about health and fitness. Amen. But notice what Jesus said Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to his stature? Verse 28, we talked, uh, Jesus said people worry about fashion. But he said, Why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, and toil not, neither do they spin. Now, all these things that we need, that's why the Lord says, amen, in the verse there, amen. He tells us, amen, for all these things the Gentiles do seek after. Yes. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. Amen. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. My God. Yes, Lord.
1: So the Lord's
0: promised us that if we seek first yes. his kingdom and his righteousness, yes. you will have all of the things you need. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I didn't say necessarily everything that you want. Right. Right. But he'll provide what you need. Yes, Lord. And, and, and you know, I, I, I'm convinced that there are four lessons that every parent, Uh, I'm convinced that there are four lessons that every parent needs to teach their kids. And uh, and we want to talk about that now. What are the four uh, lessons that every parent needs to teach their kids? And even some of us adults could, amen, uh, need a refresher. Amen. The first lesson I think that we need to teach our kids... First of all, is that you don't need everything that you want. That's true. Amen. Can you say that with me? You don't need, you don't need everything yeah. that you want. That's a lesson we need to teach our kids. Amen. You ever see a, 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 a parent in the grocery store and the, I, I, the kid just, I, 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 you know, trying to grab everything, take everything, and there's an argument going on with the parent and the kid and the kid's having a tantrum, uh, I think you need to teach them early. You don't need everything that you want. That's the first lesson. The second lesson that needs to be taught is you don't want everything that you need. You don't want everything that you need. Uh, There were some whoopings that I got. When I was growing up as a kid, I didn't want them. Mm-hmm. But I certainly needed them. Mm-hmm. I didn't think like that then. But I'm so glad for the discipline yes. I got amen. as a kid. Uh, that helped me, amen, know right from wrong. Yes. Amen. To help me know that uh, you, you can't take something that belongs to somebody else. There's some consequences to be paid. Amen. And I'd rather got the correction from my parent then had to get the correction from the police officer. Yes. Or the jailer. Oh, yes. So the second lesson is, you don't want everything that you need. Yes. But God loves us enough that, amen, He provides what we need even when we don't want it. Amen. I can't write that for a little bit if I would, yeah. but i write yeah. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And then, the third lesson is that God doesn't give us everything that we want. God doesn't give us everything that we want. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. And, and for one, uh, I'm glad that God has enough sense not to give us everything that we want. Yeah. Wow. Amen. There was a... a a writing that was done by a Confederate soldier that expresses the sentiment of that. Uh, and uh, I'd like to read it in your hearing. Uh, if you listen to it, I believe it will bless, bless you. This Confederate soldier wrote back during uh, the Civil War, but this is what he said. He said, I ask God for strength that I might achieve. I was made weak, that I might learn humbly to obey. I asked God for health, that I might do greater things. I was given infirmity, that I might do better things. I asked God for riches, that I might be happy. I was given poverty, that I might be wise. I asked for power, that I might have the praise of men. I was given weakness that I might feel the need of God. I asked for all things that I might enjoy life. I was given life that I might enjoy all things. I got nothing that I asked for, but everything I had hoped for. Almost despite myself, my unspoken prayers were answered. I am among all men most richly blessed. God doesn't give us everything that we want. Amen. And then uh, the last lesson, amen, that we need to teach our kids is that God always gives us what we need. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes it's hard. Amen. Sometimes man, it's a bitter pill that God is saying, take it. Yes. Amen. Uh, and, 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 and it's a bitter pill. It's a hard pill sometimes for us to swallow. But what we have to do is not look at the pill, but look at the hand. Yes. And if it's coming from God, yes. Yes. amen, you've got to know that all things will work together. For the good. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. He gives us what we need. So we have a promise of prosperity. Jesus said if we would seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, amen, he gives all things, uh, everything that we need. As I draw this message to a conclusion, uh, you know, I talked about, do you want to make the rest of your life the best of your life? It might sound simple, uh, but it's something that you got to do daily. It's it's an attitude of putting God first. And when you put Him first... You're going to find that he's going to call you to do some things you never would have thought of doing. It's going to be some times It's going to be challenging. There are going to be some times that you're going to think, what in the world is God? You know, what what, what is he getting ready to do? Uh, But if you will allow, and if you put it first, and live every moment for him, He'll take care of the rest. And you'll find that the rest of your life is going to be the best of your life. Hallelujah. I hope you got something from the Word today.